0: Hey guys, Matt here. Before we begin this episode of The Obsessive Viewer, I just want to mention that we are currently running a contest where you can win a free Obsessive Viewer t-shirt. The contest runs from now until January 1st, and if you want to enter, all you have to do is leave a rating and review of the podcast on iTunes or on Stitcher. Then you need to take a screenshot of the review and email it to matt at obsessiveviewer.com with the subject line, Obsessive Viewer t-shirt contest on january 1st i'll randomly select a winner from the entries and we'll get a free t-shirt mailed to them we'll be accepting entries until december 31st at midnight so make sure you get the email in before then thank you guys for listening and enjoy this week's episode of the obsessive viewer this is matt hurt at obsessive viewer on twitter and this is obsessiveviewer.com's the obsessive viewer podcast Hello and welcome to The Obsessive Viewer. We're a weekly movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic via genre, trope, movie, or show each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com as well as more of our podcasting at obsessiveviewer.com slash podcasts. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And this week on the podcast, we are sponsored, of course, by our friends over at Horror Movie Yearbook, which is a uh, horror-centric movie podcast that takes a... Uh, a- few horror movies from a specific year and discusses them and reviews them in the context of the current events and pop culture of the year they were released. You can find that at HM Yearbook on Twitter and at HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And thank you to Horror Movie Yearbook and the fine folks at Midwest Podcast Network for sponsoring this episode once again for us. And today on the podcast, we are doubling up reviews, so we're going to be reviewing... Um, the latest uh, DCEU uh, movie, Justice League, as well as the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, Thor Ragnarok. And to review those movies today, with me is frequent, frequent, frequent guest, Mr. Robert Feck, is fresh from Cancun. Do I look tan? You do. You do look tan.
1: Uh, thank you. Thank you. you know, yeah. Yeah. I worked on it. Nice. By passing out drunkenly on the beach.
0: Well, there you go. Works that out. is. That is good.
1: Uh how was Cancun? It was beautiful. Good. The beach was lovely. Got some boogie boarding in. Woke up yes. every morning, went to the gym, and then down about five mimosas before hitting the beach. So God, that's awesome. It was fantastic. Nice. And now I'm back here and it snowed today. So it snowed today? Yeah. Did it really? It did. Not here? like not like bad. Like flurries or Yeah, flurries. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, you can tell that I work from home and yeah. never leave my apartment. <laughs> it's cold outside. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Um, uh, uh, I just feel like that just exposed me as being like, like a very, like. Open the blinds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like very. Yeah, I I bathe, guys. Trust me, I bathe. Um, but yeah, well, that's great. I'm glad, glad to have you back. Also, I didn't ask you this before we started recording, but the uh, Harry Potter reading, where are you at on that? I, I keep am- pestering you about that.
1: Well, I plan to do a little bit more reading than I did in Cancun, mm-hmm. but with boogie boarding and mm-hmm. drinking and mm-hmm. floating beer pong, mm-hmm. not a lot of reading got done. But I am on book seven, about 100 pages in book seven.
0: Nice. Nice. And then after that, are you still going? Are you gonna yes. Start then pitch?
1: I will... Begin the dark tower. Yes.
0: And then we will be reviewing it on Tower Junkies, which is a podcast devoted to Stephen King and his magnum up as the dark tower, which you can find at towerjunkiespod.com. It is also presented by obsessiveviewer.com. So anyway, um, yeah, so uh, we do news sections, <laughs> but anymore, those are depressing. Um, last time you were on the last the previous episode of the podcast, we did Blade Runner 20. 20- 49. 2049. Yeah. And uh, we talked about Harvey Weinstein and uh, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. And then in the time since that, we recorded that Halloween night. And then the 21 days since then, 22 days since then, so many more things have come right. up. And I believe we are going to do a standalone episode all about all of that. But I do want to just mention, because there's there's been a ton, Charlie Rose, Louis C.K., um jeffrey tambor yeah so that many one. yeah
1: that.
0: yeah and uh we'll talk more in depth about that in the in the standard episode but the one that kind of bummed me out uh pretty hard was uh today it was announced that uh john lasseter uh had some allegations leveled against him and he actually um is taking a leave of absence from His work he's the uh he's in charge of pixar he's one of the founding members of pixar and he's um one of the creative heads of walt disney animation and pixar uh disney pixar and his the details of the allegations are that he's that he is a hugger but and it seems like the media is kind of reporting it as oh he's just he just hugs a lot of women and he's That's not necessarily what the actual allocations are, because it's hugging and like and like kind of not forcing kisses, but like kind of from the sound of it, like kissing with like just greetings. That's very uncomfortable. And you
1: know, that kind of reminds me of. Do you remember when John Travolta was like? being awkwardly uh kissy and huggy on an award show.
0: I vaguely remember that.
1: That's that kind of is what that reminds me of.
0: Yeah. That oh, and then also the allegations of him basically like putting his hand on on women's thighs yeah, and like stuff like that. And it seems like the media is kind of just saying like, "Oh, he hugs a lot." Um so that's that's disconcerting also. But he is taking a leave of absence from from his work and one thing that I do not necessarily to play devil's advocate, but one, one kind of, I don't even know if I'd say bright side, cause it's all a dark and terrible thing. Um, that's great that it's all coming to light, obviously, but it's just, it's a bummer that Pixar, that like, <laughs> this is at Pixar. Like, Pixar is, like, it pisses me off because Pixar, Is like the at least for me, it's like it's my Pixar movies are like my go-to like feel-good
1: movies. Well, it doesn't take anything away from the Pixar movies itself, and it doesn't. It it shouldn't. It doesn't,
0: and it it definitely doesn't. I'm just saying that it's just I kind of hold that studio to a higher standard, and I would think I got news for you:
1: Pixar employs hundreds, maybe even a thousand so employees. Chances are there's one or two pieces of shit amongst them.
0: No, they need to all be like very super happy and friendly and, and good people, please. (laughs) But, uh, that's just, that's just kind of a downer on that. But, um, one kind of, like I was saying, the kind of one of the, I wouldn't even say bright sides, but between this, uh, his statement and even like Louis C.K.'s statement, which we'll talk about in, in a coming episode. But, it's refreshing or encouraging uh, encouraging is the word i would say that they're not dismissing the allegations in their statements they're not saying like like they're not they're not um denying it or anything like john lasseter said that he just uh he uh, uh his misconduct or um he 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 used a word that didn't necessarily say like, "Oh, I didn't do these things." It's just that he is he's he's apologetic and everything, and it's it's something that he's that he's taking time to he's going to evaluate. Yeah, yeah, taking ownership of. And then Louis C.K. even was like, "Hey, yeah, these stories are true," and like it doesn't excuse the behavior at no, all. No, but, but it's it at least, is. No,
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's nice to at least. They're not taking the politician route because right. politicians are like, Oh, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. At least they're, you know, the bright, small bright point is right. They're owning it. And well, hopefully, hopefully there can be some institutional changes made in the, the industry. So,
0: yeah, I, I would, uh, certainly hope so. And the fact that all of these keep coming up and they're all being reported on and, uh, taken seriously, at least from uh, from a public standpoint, um, is encouraging. The only person that
1: I've seen, and ag- again, allegations by no means make a right. fact, but the only person that really hasn't taken the ownership or at least commented that you know maybe this is true was George Takei.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that bummed me out too. Yeah, and...
1: But again... Yeah, again, again it's, it's allegations. Allegations is not yeah, proof. It, right. So, not to say that it didn't happen, but mm-hmm. we can't automatically go to condemnation condemnation right. over somebody over an allegation. Sometimes yes. allegations are false. Mm-hmm. It needs to be investigated or looked at further. So
0: Right. Innocent until proven guilty.
1: True. Yes. Hopefully, these are their stories. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, but yeah, and and I agree. It's just it just bummed me out that allegations in general were levied against people that I respect a lot. Sure, and it's it's a bummer.
1: It is, yeah. It's very sad.
0: Yep, but we'll talk more about that um, in in the uh, in upcoming episodes. In an upcoming episode, and we will uh, discuss that in more depth and more detail. But I do, I do want to mention just real quick that I did notice that one of the, one of the other people that are actually like actively, I don't know if I don't know if he actively denied the allegations against himself or he was just the ones that one that was speaking out against the, kind of the the. Uh, reaction to people and saying like well you know some allegations could be false and everything one of the people that like stated that publicly was jeremy piven which i feel like is not the guy that you want no. to do like because i mean even even when we had um back on the first indie pop con when we had uh chick mcgee on the podcast on the podcaster stage like he told an anecdote about jeremy pivens like yeah he's just he's just an a-hole <laughs> and like Jeremy Piven just, he, that's, that's how, like, I just, I can't see him and think, like, yeah, he, he
1: he should just, have at least some self awareness and be like, maybe I should just stay out of this conversation. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, he's but not I, even
1: really relevant. Right. right. Now, so. He did
0: have some allegations against him. So,
1: Jeremy I mean, Piven? Yeah. I can't say I'm That's not by that. a shock at yeah. all.
0: Yeah. Ugh. But it's just like, Really, like, you're gonna play that. You're Jeremy Piven, and you're gonna play that card, right? It's like, <laughs> like let's just sit, come sit down on. there, Jeremy. Yeah,
1: Ugh. I can only think of like one thing I've ever actually thought you know he did a good job in, and that's uh, smoking um, aces.
0: Oh, interesting. I thought you were gonna say, um, oh god, that PCU, yeah, PCU.
1: That was a forgettable, sure, <laughs> uh, attempt at Animal House.
0: I, okay, fair, fair. Um, listen to our college of movies episode in episode one hundred and one. I
1: believe I was on that. Yes, you were. Podcast, oh so.
0: yeah. Um, so yeah. So we'll like, again we'll talk more about that uh, in, in an upcoming episode. But it's all more stuff. Like, it's becoming routine at this point. Like hey. Yeah.
1: Well, it's – and we just said this off the air, but Mm -hmm. we almost expect before we record the episode that we're going to discuss it, there's going to be somebody else that has allegations led against them. So, absolutely. It's just I'd be shocked if there weren't at this point.
0: Yeah, same here. Um,
1: It's an odd pause.
0: Yeah, it it was. Now I need to keep it in. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we're here today to talk about Justice League and Thor Ragnarok Um now, Feckus, since you're the guest, which one do you want to talk about first?
1: Uh, let's go with chronological and start with Thor.
0: Okay. Um, okay,
1: so Thor. That's Ragnarok. Clearly not the way you wanted that the game. I
0: don't know. I, well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's yeah. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since I saw Thor Ragnarok, and of course we'll do a spoiler, non spoiler. So we'll go non spoiler first. Um, and so yeah, Thor Ragnarok is the latest from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and um directed by uh oh, um oh, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah, don't ask me. I don't Uh YTT. Really um his last name's YTT. But anyway, um and this is a movie that I was very much looking forward to and it did not disappoint at all. Like it was I I loved it. What what did you think of Thor Ragnarok? How did how did you see it? How was the,
1: the I saw experience? it in a movie theater. Oh. It was terrible. Hated it. Hated it every <laughs> second of it. No, I. This was so much fun. This was one of the most fun outings since the uh, first Gardens of the Galaxy for me. It was mm-hmm. it was just a blast. And like you, I've, I've been looking forward to this since the first trailer. And I, you know, it's one of those movies you just walk out with a giant smile on your face. So no, it was it was great. Everything I expected and more, or hoped for and more
0: yeah same here and uh and yeah it's uh, a Waititi ytt is his name um who is famous for uh, i believe flight of the concords and some other comedy oh uh what we do in the shadows never saw it. oh really it's it's really good um it's it's really good um he also did hunt for the wilder people did you ever see that
1: i have no idea what that is
0: it was I want to say it came out a while, er, came out last year. Um, a lot of people were pretty, pretty big on it. Um, it got a lot of, uh, kind of awards buzz.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Surprise about
0: Yeah. Uh, I believe that it is on Hulu. So I'll be checking it out, uh, soon. So anyway, um, yeah, Thor Ragnarok. It, uh, man. Okay. So I, First of all, I have to just say this: before I went to the theater, uh, or when I went into the theater, I posted on the Facebook page my check-in that I was seeing Thor Ragnarok, and my comment was, "I hope that this Thor Ragnarok, which it did. I mean, it was, it was so, it was. It's uh, too
1: bad that you're not famous enough to have that on a like a preview. Like obsessive viewer Matt Hurt says, "Thor Ragnarok." my socks off
0: that's yeah that's true someday 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 I know. we'll have we'll have we'll have pull quotes for the dvds and stuff yeah but anyway um no it was it was a blast um with with the thor universe like i like thor and thor the dark world i wasn't a huge fan of thor the dark world i thought thor was was pretty good i had good comedic timing thor ragnarok just blew it out of the water in terms of oh, comedy yeah, and everything like, of course
1: uh, i, I was, i've been a defender of you have the, been. the first two and prior to seeing ragnarok i went back and rewatched it and man the dark world's rough really yeah like i there okay. are still there are still parts that i enjoyed like mm-hmm. a, like most of the loki stuff is good but man malekith is one of the worst villains in any superhero film he's just so forgettable and mm. you just cut you're like why i mean like that the whole point of the dark world is for them to introduce a new infinity stone yeah and so they just kind of threw some I, I don't even know if malekith is a is a villain from the actual comics i'm sure he is yeah. I, i'm not familiar with thor all that much but man it I still find enjoyment out of the movie. Sure. But it's, it does not hold up as well. Th- the original Thor, I still thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I still really like the original Thor. Um, but yeah, but yeah, to go back to Thor Ragnarok, and I'm, I'm glad that you're seeing the light on the dark world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, cause you were, you were very, like, adamantly, uh, yeah, defender. and
1: I'm I am i am not gonna say I dislike the movie because I still like I said there's sure. still things I enjoy about the film. Uh, it's got one of my favorite cameos uh, from one of the other Avengers, and that's when Loki oh, turns yes. into Captain America. Yeah, but <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it's just it. There's a lot of flat, uh, just flat movie in that.
0: Sure, absolutely, um, and I still like the way that it. The at that point in Agents of Shield, they were they had to like tie in
1: like. Oh yeah, yeah. the episode tie in with yawnish from uh, Ghostbusters Two. He was the he was the character tie oh, in. Oh okay, episode. sure. He he was a Asgardian that was he was on Earth and he was mm. a professor or something like that. So
0: okay, yeah. I just I just remember that in Agents of Shield, like they had the big crossover thing with uh captain america the winter soldier and uh, how that yeah like it was pivotal to the plot of agents of shield and right. then thor ragnarok or thor the dark world starts with like the, the episode after that just starts with like oh we got to clean up this right <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right um, well, that happened We're here now. <laughs> um so with thor ragnarok um the one of the things in all the Thor movies really that in really the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like I've, I don't, I won't say that I dislike Loki or anything, but I just feel like I don't, I don't get the love for Loki. Oh like, really? Yeah. I, oh, it's man. like, he's,
1: he's such a good character. I, I in in mean, my opinion, I I think he's, I, I think he's really well fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hiddleston is brilliant as Loki. I think he's brings a lot of, Just not death, but energy. Energy, yeah, energy. That's a good word for it. Yeah, he brings a lot of energy to that character, and he's a lot. He's always fun on screen. He's Mm -hmm. here. You're drawn to him on the screen. So,
0: and you know, it's funny because I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, I agree that he's like he's a blast to watch. I just, I think that part of my disconnect with that character is that he was like the villain in the Avengers. And I mean, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is very notable for not having very well, well done villains. So it's like, I think maybe my disconnect with Loki is that he's kind of the one at this point. I mean, there are multiple villains that are, that are pretty well drawn. None that I can really think of off the top of my head, but, uh, but he's he's like the one the lone standout, so it kind of feels like I, I don't know how I don't I don't I don't know I don't know no, what my yeah. disconnect is I,
1: I don't I don't I don't get it I, I think he's yeah I, I've and I've heard that argument made before by people mm-hmm. saying that but it shouldn't connect like for me and this is me
0: trying to make sense of my own ramblings yeah like yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh but it's like I like that is a statement of fact yes the most of the most of the villains are are pretty one uh like pretty forgettable, forgettable but loki stands out so like why does that make me have a disconnect with the character of loki like i yeah, don't
1: it, you would think it'd be it, the opposite
0: yeah but i think it just reminds me that hey they got it right once um
1: but are argue they got it right again with uh vulture
0: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: I thought he he was one of the strongest villains in the MCU by that's far. That's
0: true. That's that's true. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't know. Tom Hiddleston's great. Um, he is. Yeah, he's fantastic.
1: Yeah. And you know, a lot of the a lot of the character comes from the actors that play it. Like mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was was amazing as yeah. uh, Vulture. Vulture. The, his actual name's slipping my mind. Oh yeah. Um, but Tom Hiddleston brings so much life to, uh, Loki as well. So mm. you know, a lot of that is attributed to the actor playing the role. Yeah. And I think Tom Hiddleston's iconic at this point as Loki. And I just, mm-hmm. I love seeing him on screen. And it's, it's funny because at this point, Loki's he, yeah, he's a villain, but he's, he's kind of not a good guy per no. se, but maybe a, uh, Relatable character, yeah. But when you think about it, he's a mass murderer, right? Because like one, you know, one of the lines in uh, Avengers is Black Widow's like he's killing eighty two people in three days. Jesus, and so, I forgot about that line. But, but now, now we're like, yeah, it's Loki. Yeah. I'm so happy to see Loki. Oh, and they're 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 fighting together now, right? Yay, Loki, and you know, there's eighty two families on Earth, and they're like, fuck that guy, right? oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah that's true that's maybe that's why maybe that's why yeah I, um, there it is i can't a ma- moral standpoint though. yeah but what did you think of uh, was it kate blanchett as yeah oh, first of name? all
1: what was her name uh hella
0: hella yeah
1: um i thought she was a lot of fun mm. w- as, as the role i i thought you know it's odd seeing kate blanchett in kind of a, a, a role like that i didn't recognize her until the credits honestly did, wait did you not know that was Kate i did I didn't know i didn't i i mean did you never see a preview for Thor Ragnarok when the like Kate blooms was
0: um I did, but with the previews for with the previews anymore i've I'm kind of pushing them out of my mind a little bit, okay, so uh yeah, and I kind of didn't really stay too clued into the i think it was I forgot who was playing who was playing her, and then by the time they end credits, I was like, oh oh shit yeah. i didn't yeah didn't recognize her she
1: she was a lot of fun I thought she mm-hmm. she portrayed a very Kind of strong, badass woman villain, mm-hmm. and I thought it came across well on screen.
0: Yeah, me too. Me too. And I liked the 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 power that she wielded. Yeah, it I, did, was, I did too.
1: Like she was very formidable. formidable. Absolutely. And so I I really thought that that came across well on screen. Mm-hmm. And, and her
0: motivation in like the I don't want to spoil it or anything. We'll save that for spoilers. Yeah. But the connection, like the her her motivation and connection that she has with with uh um the entirety of of asgard uh was pretty compelling
1: yeah i agree i uh, and, and you know that's kind of the other disconnect you have with some of the villains in the mcu mm-hmm. is, is like their motivations are sometimes like okay okay kind right. of but no I, I agree with you with hella like i i wish you could have seen the fleshed out uh family history with her mm-hmm. and odin but it for the Little time that they had on screen to show you. I thought it really resonated well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the comedy aspects of it and, and the Hulk in it. Um,
1: man, the Hulk was fantastic. He
0: really was in the interplay between him and him and him and Thor. Thor.
1: Oh, it was fan- it, it was great. So great. It, I, I'm glad to see Hulk. Like it, it wasn't Hulk's movie, but mm-hmm. see him not just as a, uh, hey, we're going to go throw the Hulk at uh at a battle and right. So Hulk was actually a character and it wasn't mm-hmm. just Bruce Banner, but it was, it was Hulk as a character. Yeah. So I really enjoyed seeing, seeing that aspect and I, the, the play between him and just about every character on screen, I thought was fantastic.
0: Absolutely. And that first like arena battle thing.
1: Oh man, that was so good.
0: Incredible for something that was, um, very prominent like like uh, prominent in the trailers right something that like
1: i I, had months like i expected i expected it to be good but i also expected it to not venture that much further from what i saw in the trailers but man that was a great fight scene it really was it was a it was just a blast yeah
0: like i thought it was brilliant that they that they put that put what they did in the trailer because like that that got us kind of primed for it that that we had months to kind of build right. it up in our heads and it did not disappoint. It was such a blast that and then cutting cutting between that to uh to Loki Oh, that's,
1: that's how it feels. So oh, I was dying that with was that one. So it was amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. Um yeah, that and then just the just the journey that they go through is just it's such a blast. they yeah. they're such a inter- they're such an interesting pair and God I like Chris Hemsworth I like he has such amazing comedic timing he
1: really does he for, was, for a guy that you you know Chris Hemsworth he's a big bulky yeah uh, fella that's action oriented at times mm-hmm. but yeah he's, he's like a really good comedy presence oh on screen. absolutely
0: like the uh <laughs> scene Oh my god, probably my favorite, like, scene and line of the movie was where he's talking about, he's, he's remembering, he's sharing a memory that he has of him and, of him and, uh, um, Loki. He's, he's just like, um. He's just like so so I saw a snake and and I went to go pick up the snake and and uh because because Loki knows that I love snakes. Um so I went to admire the snake and then he and then he turned into Loki and he's like, "Oh, it's me. It's it's Loki." And then he stabbed me. Yeah. Uh, we were seven. <laughs> it's like just that it was just so beautiful. Um <laughs> oh god yeah so that makes me want chris hemsworth to do more like comedy roles oh yeah
1: Yeah. it's
0: yeah
1: well the one comedy role i remember him before that was in the remake of vacation yeah yeah that was unfortunate but
0: it was but i will say that that i mean that movie for as shitty as it was his his scenes in it were yeah pretty good um I remember, what was, he, this is such a stupid joke, but his character in Vacation kept making references to faucets, um, just completely random, like, he would say, like, I don't remember what it was, but it was, like, like, it was a recurring gag, but anyway, this isn't Vacation, so, um... How about the yeah. uh, you're you're back from Cancun so let's stop talking about vacation. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: How about okay, the so yeah, the, the
1: scene in, where Odin is watching the recreation of Loki's death on on the stage. <gasps> yes. So I, okay, so I want we, to go see. what's you want to see that. Yeah, let's okay. save that for spoilers
0: okay. because that 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 was that was awesome. Um, and let's let's kind of go into spoilers here in just a second. What else can we say? In the, oh, well, Tessa it, Thompson.
1: Oh, ph- phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I I real I, I don't think I've ever really seen her in anything else, but I you thought know. she she nailed Valkyrie. I want to see that character further in the MCU, so I'm hoping she pops up in. Uh, either Ga- Guardians three or mm. uh, Avengers. So, yeah. No, I I really dug her character, and I love the backstory, of the Valkyries. Oh yeah, I it's thought,
0: very fascinating. Really, like, a really good wrinkle to put into the Asgard lore.
1: Right. So no, I I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, do you want? There were. Do you want to save like some a couple plot holes for like spoilers?
0: Yeah, because we'll go into spoilers here in okay. just a second. I think I have one more thing. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, Tessa well, uh, Thompson was in uh, uh Westworld and Oh, Creed. that's right.
1: She was in Westworld, wasn't she? Yep. Okay. Well, how about uh the character that the director played? Yes.
0: Oh my god. That oh, what was his name? Is it Doug? No, Doug was the guy Doug that was died fighting those the, other guy in the,
1: fight, was the yeah. champion that went after and speaking of Doug, like my that's favorite right. line of his was he goes, Yeah, Doug went to challenge him and Doug's no longer here. <laughs> What are you going to do? I'm going to go challenge him. Okay. Bye. New. I <laughs> uh, oh, love that. I, I loved. Oh my God. That was so, that was
0: beautiful. That was uh, just like
1: every scene he was in was so was fantastic. just
0: gold, like perfect timing. Like just that dry, uh, that dry sense of humor in that dry delivery just knocked it out of the park Absolutely. every time. So great. And I really want I think that there's a Funko pop of him. I really want oh, that.
1: Oh god, if there is, I have to get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll be a good one. Oh yeah. Um
0: so yeah, so let's let's go into spoilers for, for Thor Ragnarok. Um yeah, so here's a clip from the trailer. We're gonna go into spoilers if you haven't seen it. Uh skip skip ahead with the sh- with the show notes, um the timestamps.
1: Um just go see it.
0: You can go see it Yes Go see Thor Ragnarok If you can't And you want to listen To our review Of Justice League Skip ahead In the With the show notes It's, the it's
1: main okay. event time We know each other he's a friend from work oh come
0: on okay and we are spoilers on for thor ragnarok um so where do you want to start the for, the scene with the play
1: okay so i went to go <laughs> see it with my wife mm. and she she's like nudging me she's like it's Matt damon I was like, no. So She's like, that's Matt Damon. I swear, that's Matt Damon. I'm like, there's no way that's Matt Damon. <laughs> and Matt Damon was the person that was playing Thor. Yep, er, was or Thor was or it, was he playing Loki? I
0: think he was playing Loki. He was playing Loki. Yes, because Thor was played by. um uh, oh, one of the other Hemsworths. No, oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the
1: the other brother that nobody's ever heard of.
0: Yeah. Uh is it Liam Hemsworth? No, Liam's
1: no. the uh Hunger Games. One. Okay. It's Luke Hemsworth. Luke's
0: Hemsworth. Okay, so he was basically uh Thor was played by Westworld Hemsworth. Yes. And not Hunger Games Hemsworth. <laughs> that's <laughs> but and I,
1: I was sure she was wrong i was like surely it's like yeah he kind of looks like matt damon mm. and by by the end of it, it was just like i'm waiting through the credits i'm like it's not there right it's not because it's uncredited
0: right and then
1: i i get on imdb when i get home and i'm like fuck it she was right <laughs> so i was like well done yeah i was like i was like kind of looks like matt Damon. <laughs> and I, it was sam neal that was played yes. owned, which i didn't catch until i, was I didn't catch right that either now. until i saw the credits but no that I, that whole scene was fantastic
0: it was a amazing oh yeah that just uh i don't know like i just love it i having those cameos um in particular is just freaking brilliant
1: right and just Um, out of nowhere too yeah oh yeah out of
0: nowhere and then just showing like that's how you get back into the What's what's uh, revealed in, in Thor: The Dark World that Loki is kind of taking the place of Odin? Right. Um, that's just such a brilliant way to bring us and bring us back into that in a funny and and hilarious way.
1: Uh, and speaking of the other cameo with the Doctor Strange stuff. Oh yeah, I loved it. I thought. Me too. I thought it was a great little. Uh, little shove in for mm-hmm. a character we've just been introduced to a year ago and having him kind of have a small role in it mm-hmm. so i i was a really big fan of those scenes especially with the comedy stuff with him like switching areas real yes. quick and having thor trip and fall over himself mm-hmm. no i i was a pretty big fan of the I, doctor strange stuff. i
0: liked that a lot i kind of well in the moment i was kind of wishing that Doctor Strange had a bigger role in it because I was kind of expecting him to have somewhat of a bigger role.
1: I, I see. That's about the same size of role I was expecting Doctor really? Strange have. yeah. Okay. Well, but the, by the end of it, like he didn't, he, he didn't, wouldn't
0: have fit in right. any more. Like well, that was the optimum.
1: They do that a lot in, the, in comic books anyway, where they'll oh, yeah. they'll have a small role for a character that usually <laughs> has nothing to do with that particular book, mm-hmm. and he's in and out real quick for just plot purposes, and so. Okay. I I I appreciated that that okay. scenario. And I, and I loved it with Loki's like I've been falling for 30 minutes. <laughs> that was great. Oh god, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I forgot about that line uh, cuz it's been a few weeks, but the yeah, that that was I, I enjoyed that uh cameo there and then so plot holes.
1: So, well, <sighs> One of the complaints I've seen people made is like, "Well, if Hell is so powerful, how come she all of a sudden decides to show up?" As-? I was like, "Well, I, I kind of th- took it as Odin before him dying was kind of holding that kind of power back, or at least keeping her at bay."
0: Yeah, I thought I felt like that was kind right. of implicitly stated. Right. And, in and the movie.
1: people was like, "Also, she's gonna show up. Why wouldn't she just show up at- in Asgard?" I'm like, "Well, she's there to take away the threat." Right of Thor, so I, 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 I really didn't see that as a plot hole or, no. or a reason to complain about anything. Huh?
0: But yeah, that I mean, that seems nitpicking at I, best. I, right, that's well, what I thought too, or a completely inaccurate read of it. Because, yeah, because I, mean, I, I feel like, cause
1: Odin pretty much says before he dies is like the only reason she hasn't come back is because I've been holding her at bay. I've been right, holding her power at bay. So I don't know how people really thought that as a as a plot hole. Yeah, or I, I, I didn't get it no me neither the huh. the biggest plot hole that I'll, I'll somewhat give credence to would be the uh people say you're never really ex- told why hulk is uh uh why he's there right okay which i kind of get but it's fair it is fair and people are like, well, you know, the Quinjet couldn't have made it into space. I like, well, I, I never thought the Quinjet made it into space. Right. My understanding was that, you know, they show on, on the world that the, uh, Grand Masters occupying that there's all these portals or wormholes from other worlds mm-hmm. depositing onto the planet. And I just right. kind of was under the assumption that there was one of these, uh, holes or rifts in the universe on Earth that caused, uh, Hulk. In the Quinjet to be taken, and that's yeah. when Valkyrie found Hulk. Yeah, so that was that was that's... my kind of, and they don't explain it very well in the in the movie. I didn't mm-hmm. think, but that was just kind of what I inferred from the information that was given.
0: Same here, and it's kind of it's a moot point because I wouldn't like anyone that I don't know. I I can't I can't buy into anyone saying like, oh, it doesn't make sense that he made it there because I mean it follows it follows the logic of the of the m c u the last we saw of Hulk he was leaving right, so yeah, it's not like they just shoehorned him into a thor movie, sure it made sense that he was somewhere else other than and
1: earth how much scientific explanation or <laughs> right? you know Plot exposition? Do we really need? We we got Hulk and on a new on a different planet fighting Thor. Yeah, I I don't need the Dickensian method as to why it happened. It happened. It was a lot of fun, and we kind of got a a throw throw away. Well, this is probably how it happened.
0: Right. I'm fine with that. And that seems like it's in keeping with the way it's in comic books. Like, yeah, you'll have crossover stuff. It's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, this character goes here. Fuck it. He's just because. Yeah, he's here. Who cares? Yeah,
1: deal with it. Yeah, just just like Loki. Just kind of all all of a sudden that right. Grandmaster's arena is like. I've been here for like three weeks. Where have you been? Yeah. So and there's there's a throwaway line. It's like, well, you know, wormholes and time and difference yeah. and stuff and th- things <laughs> and stuff like that.
0: What did you think of the Grandmaster and Jeff
1: Goldblum? Oh man, he was. For, well, first of all, he was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. But he was so much fun. <laughs> he was he, he was a blast. I No, I I loved every scene he was in. So Same here. It, so it, it was nothing extraordinary for Jeff Goldblum. Right. Because he played Jeff Goldblum, but yeah. no, he was a lot of fun.
0: I I agree. And uh I have a friend who hates Jeff Goldblum. Man, I like not hate Jeff And Goldblum. I don't know how either. I really don't know how either. All my energy is going into not asking, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it's, and I mean, he was, he was great. And yeah,
1: like every interaction Jeff Goldblum had with any, any of the characters was just Mm -hmm. was fantastic. It was fun. It was stupid and it it was good stuff. Yeah.
0: And Carl Urban also as scourge. Yeah. Uh, Again, I kind of didn't recognize him. I didn't. I wasn't. Well, I, was I,
1: only because I knew who I, I knew he was playing uh, Scourge in the movie. So, I, mm-hmm. I, Is I mean,
0: Scourge, he's, a comic character. Or? He's
1: he's in Thor. I'm not that familiar with mm-hmm. the character because I've, I've I've never read Thor. Okay, but I. I liked his character. I, I liked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he had some good scenes, especially at the start yeah. at the very beginning, uh, <laughs> yeah. with the, with the girls and the Bifrost. I thought that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. That was awesome. And I, you know, I kind of enjoyed his turn at the end as to trying to redeem his, uh, yeah. Horribleness.
0: Obviously pretty expected and standard, sure, but sure. it was, a, it was well it was, done.
1: Right. So, yeah. uh, I, apparently that, w- that's something that happens in the comic books.
2: At oh, some okay. point too,
1: where he kind of sac- makes a sacrifice to mm-hmm. help Thor, maybe even uh, escape okay, of okay. citizens of Asgard. I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, not that familiar, but no, I he yeah. was he was good. Hmm. You know, I, I enjoyed his scenes.
0: Nice. Um, <laughs> Idris Elba was great. Of uh, course, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, it's great to see him in an action role. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was funny because I my friend that i go see movies with um when we saw that uh, she can nudge me and was like hey wasn't he in that one movie (laughs) fuck (laughs) you get
1: the fuck out right Right. now but uh but yeah it i could have done with more idris elba me too always yeah always uh but you know he the scenes he was in he he was Mm. he was great
0: he i mean he could have been in 93 minutes of the movie (laughs) I wanted more.
1: or 95 minutes
0: (laughs) God, was it ninety five? Was, was it, it ninety five? Okay, I thought it was
1: ninety three. No, it was ninety five. Jesus Christ! Anyway, um the action. Oh okay. man, the the action set pieces were were fantastic. Like mm-hmm. the over the top, just grand in scale. I it, it was a lot of fun. So, I, I love the wolf. Yes. Yeah. So oh, yeah, the the wolf versus the Hulk scenes it's, on the Bifrost it. was great.
0: Yeah, I loved him falling from the Oh um, yeah, that was that, so that great. was gr-
1: that was fantastic.
0: So awesome. Oh uh, yeah. That that was great. And then uh also that opening that opening
1: Oh the opening fight scene between yeah. uh, Thor and I, I forget the name of the yeah. the bad guy but and
0: I liked how he came into play later in the movie. Me
1: too, me too. Um I do you notice uh it's, it's jumping around a bit but mm-hmm. when Hela's Going through the, uh, trophy room or the armory and she's, you know, mm. saying, uh, oh, that's stupid or that's, I like how she pushes over the, uh, the gauntlet, the gauntlet. and is like, yeah. oh, fake. I'm like, thank God. Cause right. everyone's for, since the start or since the original Thor, people have been like, well, the, oh, the yeah. infinity gauntlets in the, in the armory. What, why does Thanos have it? <laughs> and so I, I kind of ha- like how the, they're like, hey, here you go. It's fake. Nice. Yeah, I I'd, I'd forgotten about that from
0: the first Thor movie. Um that's awesome. But yeah, I I like that a lot. And speaking of that, um do you I was I was fully expecting and we can kind of start winding down cuz we got to get to Justice League. I was going to be snarky but I <laughs> I kind of I enjoyed Justice League enough, but we'll get to that. But I was expecting one of the post-credit scenes uh to be revealing that Loki had the Tesseract again cuz he had that moment where he looked at it. Right. Him. Do you think that he took it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he took it. Uh, okay. uh, otherwise what else happened to it? Asgard is yeah. destroyed. That's so, true. So That's true. it had to have gone someplace. So yeah, mm-hmm. of course Loki took it.
0: Okay. And then do you uh let's talk about the post-credit scenes. Um is there anything else you want to talk about about the movie itself? <clears throat> uh,
1: no. I think we uh, pretty much covered covered it all. I thought it was, I, you know, a lot of fun, a lot of awesomeness. Same here. Uh, definitely,
0: definitely a blast. And uh, I wonder, I I want to see uh Tyco YTT do more Marvel stuff. I would love for a fourth. Like, if you would have told me a couple years ago, like I, I can't wait for Thor four, Thor four. Like I would have been like, no, you're you're mistaken, sir. But yeah, this turned around the Thor part of the Marvel Cinematic. What Universe was Stan Lee's cameo? Oh, the 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 barber.
1: That's
2: right. That was That's great. good. That was, that was good. great.
0: And uh, and yeah, I I mean, you know, I, Chris Hemsworth is a is a very attractive man.
1: Oh, dude, he's and that haircut worked it, for him. It did. Yeah. It did. I I yeah. am secure enough to say that that was one handsome man. Yep. Yep. Um.
0: Yeah. So then, the post-credit scenes. So <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I think you're supposed to infer that Thanos there is. That's uh, what is, I. Yeah, is that's what I have. was kind of thinking. Yeah.
0: That, and then also, um, <laughs> kind of backtracking a little bit, uh, the Taika Waititi's character. I can't remember his name. But, uh, but the end, like right before oh, the credits. Right. He's oh, like, he's alive. Oh, he's yeah. He's like, uh, oh yeah, he died there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been carrying him around all day. I feel guilty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's alive. Okay. It's just like,
1: oh uh, yeah, he so was so great. So good.
0: Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, Thanos. Um,
1: yeah, that, I yeah. think that's what you're supposed to, uh, infer from that. Mm-hmm. I was, ho- I was, I was hoping for, uh, like a guardians. Scene. That would have been so
0: much better.
2: because
0: yeah. I and I've said this before, I'm just okay, it's like okay, get Thanos like we get it. Just get him in the fucking movies and Well,
1: I mean Yeah. He's not gonna be in Black Panther. Right. There's just no there's no reason for him to be in Black Panther. Right. So oh, they're, know gonna, that they're they're gonna go straight into Infinity Awards War. like, Thanos. Yep. Which sure i i mean it's it's somewhat disappointing that you know this is this is the big villain mm-hmm. that the mcu has been building up to and the only real screen time he's ever had was in guardians right other than that it's been post-credit scenes yeah. with just tidbits so yeah i, I wish we would have had a little bit more build up hmm uh, with thanos you know people people praise guardians 2 for having very little to do with the overarching plot of the avengers and kind of leaving thanos out of it mm-hmm. while i loved guardians 2 i, I could have gone with some character build with thanos before yeah that. so and, especially
0: knowing that it's there's none none more to be had
1: yeah i mean we're we're what eight months out now from yeah, avengers Jesus. infinity wars that's right. And you know, they've been building to towards Thanos since Avengers.
0: Yeah. And I as someone who doesn't read the comics, it's like, okay, cool, he's a dude with a glove.
1: Right. Yeah. Cool. Like there's not a whole lot, you know, no known if you're not familiar with the comics hmm. about Thanos. You, you know, it's, it's like you know that he's Gamora's adopted father. Right. And like, you don't know that Thanos is obsessed with death. In fact, in the comics, he's, he's in love with death. Like, the death is an actual, uh, female character. Huh. Uh, and, you know, he's, like, in the Infinity Wars and in the comic books, he uses the glove to immediately wipe out half of life in the entire universe. Jesus. So, it, so you you don't really get that. Like you get kind of a tidbit in the end credit scenes in the Avengers where mm-hmm. the uh, Chitauri are like to court – or to fight them is to court death. And then Thanos turns around and smiles because, you know, if you know in the comic books, he's obsessed with death and thinks that life is uh, an abomination on the universe. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we really don't know anything about Thanos or his motivations right, right now. So –
0: I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about that going into Infinity War. I'm,
1: I'm not nervous because I, I have no reason to believe that it won't be anything short of great.
0: Okay. Sure. Well, I hope that I can gain some of that optimism. Fair enough. <laughs> um, not that I'm, not that I'm pessimistic over it or not that I'm, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie at all. I think it's going to be incredible. Um, but I'm a little, I have a little bit of a, um, well we're all serves about it's it.
1: gonna be two movies as well. Yeah. You gotta think about that. So
0: True, true.
1: Um And then you not only will it be two two movies, but you're also gonna have a Captain Marvel movie in between mm-hmm. that will probably expand on Thanos as well.
0: So knock on wood.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Um and then you have
1: the ant and the wasp, which is probably gonna have nothing to do with Thanos.
0: Right, right that's true okay yeah we'll we'll see we'll see I, i'm just amazed that we're like you said like eight months yeah. out from we got Infinity one more.
1: more we got one more black mm-hmm. panther and that's it and, and that's
0: only in a few months too so february i can't yep, wait it me looks too so good i i saw the uh trailer for that again and just man uh it looks like it's gonna be so cool
1: it does yep i'm looking forward to it mm-hmm.
0: um and so yeah also the End end credit scene.
1: With oh, with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum but,
0: just yeah. Well, it was a, it was a tie. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so great, so great.
1: Um, yeah, but uh, I kind of wish they go into uh, and it's the MCU, so it could be different. But mm. in in the comp in the comp books, uh, he's a an elder of the universe, same as the collector, and their brothers.
0: Oh, interesting. Oh, that would be interesting.
1: So I, I'm I'm really hoping that they kind of go. I feel like Benicio del Toro has such a small role. Yeah, I feel like he has to come back at some point, right? So I don't, I don't know. I I'm hoping that he does, and I hope they kind mm. of expand on the Elders of the Universe and mm. uh, their brotherhood. So
0: nice, yeah. yeah, that would be very cool. Um, I miss Benicio del Toro in the in the canon because yeah. like, he he. He's a lot of fun, and I can see the similarities between those. I would love to see them share screen time. I it would, would too. Amazing. I think it'd be a
1: great scene. Oh yeah,
0: um, and to go back to Thanos, let's let's hope that when Infinity War comes, they uh, uh, Marvel makes sure that they spend enough on the post production so that it doesn't look like Steppenwolf in in Justice League, oh. and that will segue us into talking yeah. about Justice League. And, uh, Fekus so do you remember how exciting it was when, uh, Marvel came out with the Avengers and we had, uh, a bunch of buildup toward that and it totally delivered an exciting experience oh, and everything. I do, I do yeah.
1: remember.
0: So what'd you think of Justice League?
1: <laughs> I liked Justice League. Um, I thought it, I thought it was, I thought it was good. Not great had some issues Mm -hmm. there was a lot of fun to be had in it but it had probably the worst villain in any comic book movie i have seen he was so bland Mm -hmm. and so if it wasn't for the team dynamic of the justice league and the Mm -hmm. character interactions i think it would have been a total bust of a movie yeah but overall i enjoyed it um i'll Continue to enjoy it. I'll buy it and watch it. Interesting. Watch it, but like I, it was it was good, and I don't know. <laughs> like I, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't like the movie because I really did. Mm-hmm. But it, it did have some issues, and one of the biggest issues was Steppenwolf mm-hmm. for for me. In fact, he was the issue for me. Yeah, put it out there. He was the issue. Uh, I, I think he w- he kept it from being a great movie in my opinion.
0: Uh yeah, and I'm I'm going to kind of agree with you on a lot of your points there. Um I you know, I came out of the movie thinking, you know, I as much as I've shit on the DC universe movies and as much of an issue that I've had with all of them, this is probably the first DC movie that I was able to just Kind of take it for what it was i shut my brain off and was like hey i i had fun with this movie i did i, um, ha- I did have a yeah. lot of fun with the movie yeah and it was it was enjoyable like you said the team dynamic was what made the movie i thought that ezra miller as barry allen the flash was was a scene stealer he was yeah
1: every, he was great he brought a lot of levity to it I also thought the same with Jason Momoa. Same I thought here. he was great as Aquaman. Mm-hmm. And I continue to say that Ben Affleck is one of the best uh, portrayals of uh, Batman slash Bruce Wayne.
0: And, and I'll agree with you there. I, I like Ben Affleck a lot as Batman, but there was something about the way that Batman himself like maneuvered in the movie that just didn't... It looked weird. Like, when he jumped around, it felt like he was... Like there's a scene at the beginning where he is um he's on the roof of a building and he's on like the top of like a water tower thing, yeah, and then he jumps down, but it's like it's like he glides down but not with his cape. it's like it's like the camera like cut and paste him from that down to there
1: I'd have to re- i I didn't get it, that feeling or anything, yeah, but I'd have it, to
0: it just felt like his his movements felt kind of weird and not as 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 fluid fluid as they could be and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's a choreography thing i don't know if ben affleck is like yeah i don't want to do that much <laughs> uh just shoot around a little bit but that was kind of a downer for me but i do enjoy his portrayal what do you think of the rumors i didn't really read too much into it but that uh ben affleck is looking for a, a cool way to phase out of yeah that, i i've yeah. read
1: it and it i find it extremely disappointing cuz i mm-hmm. really love his portrayal and I do think that Justice League is a step in the right direction, so mm-hmm. it it would disappoint me for for him to leave. Because so I, I would love to see him in another Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. I, I I love his interactions with the other team. He they do a really good job of showing the disconnect between Batman and the rest of the team. Because that's how yeah. Batman that's how Batman is. Oh yeah, like he his for him the 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 means or, or the ends always justify the means mm-hmm. for Batman. So no matter how you know terrible you might think his actions are for him, it's like this going to have to do it. Mm-hmm. And people will resent him, including those members of the Justice League. So I thought they did a really good job of showing that uh, in the movie, and I thought Ben Affleck played that really well as well. Mm-hmm. So I it would. It would disappoint me greatly to see them change it. I guess one of the other names that have been thrown around is Jake Gyllenhaal. Well, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He yeah. does not strike me as a Batman. No, I, I I don't see,
0: I don't see him as a Bruce Wayne. I no,
1: I yeah. don't either.
0: Yeah, that and that's that's a tough role to cast anyway. But sure,
1: because um, you're really casting two characters. You're casting yeah. Bruce Wayne. You're casting Batman. They're two completely different people.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, at least they don't need to worry about the uh, the christian bale voice since they're just committing to the voice changer thing
1: i i love the voice changing aspect of the suit i think so? <laughs> oh if you don't I'm just
0: no i'm just i'm just i'm just uh being a dick i mean no. it, i didn't have a strong feeling toward it either, anyway, i I, so. I
1: like that concept uh, over the uh the growl mm-hmm. I, I think it makes more sense
0: it it does it yeah, it does. And when you're talking about a billionaire, that, yeah, I've, obviously he's going to be able to do that. It just, I don't know. It just seems kind of.
1: Mm. Well, I like it. Yeah, whatever kind of meh to me. Um, Cyborg, I thought was disappointingly forgettable.
0: Yeah. He, the interesting thing about Cyborg is that I had no, I, I know next to nothing about him from the comics. I I, know.
1: You, you know, I'm not very familiar mm-hmm. with him myself, but, but this movie didn't do that great of a job of expanding on him true. anyway
0: true and like when i saw him like in the movie i'm like this seems like a really cool character like it would have been really nice to get like a and like okay okay i get it that dc doesn't want to mimic marvel so they didn't want to do the whole like oh batman wonder woman superman right. uh cyborg movie and then but that's Flash movie but and then the marvel
1: League. benefited from that because yeah. we didn't need to be given a large introduction on characters for our, right. the big team up movie. Exactly. So, you know, that we get Cyborg and they do as as admirable a job as they can mm-hmm. to introduce us to both him and the Flash. Yeah. And Aquaman for that. Uh, you know, the same with Aquaman. Right. It's just I felt like I wanted a little bit more deathless. Yeah,
0: we as much as they didn't want to mimic Marvel, they probably should have. Right. Because there's a lot of I wouldn't even really say there is a lot of expectation on the audience. But it's like there's too much time or they had to front load the movie with like introductions to all the characters. Yeah. And like some of it was kind of cool. But it's also like, you know, you guys could have did could have done, you know, movies. Have, right. But yeah, um, but Cyborg I felt was an interesting character that I wish would have had more time with and more.
1: Well, it, it, the thing about Cyborg that I liked the most is one of the things that I feel like that could have been expanded upon in another movie. Yeah, and that was the uh, him trying to understand what he was, what powers mm-hmm. he really had. Yeah, and so you, you don't you get a really short amount of time to kind of showcase how timid he is with his his changes to himself and what he really can he doesn't understand what he is yet or what he can Mm -hmm. even do and i i feel like a whole movie dedicated to that could have been great
0: yeah absolutely but that's just not in the cards i guess no um and then also i kind of wish we would have gotten more of a uh, J.K. Simmons as Jim Gordon. Oh, me
1: like, too. But I think they're they're saving that for the Batman mm-hmm. movies, which God, I really hope it's still Ben Affleck. By that yeah, I hope
0: that they still make them. <laughs> I,
1: I think they probably will.
0: They will. I'm I'm sure that they will. There was a rumor going around that um, there was a it was a it was completely 100 fake. Someone, uh, it's it's actually really awesome. Um, someone on Reddit had posted a. I uh, had posted a long comment on a thread somewhere saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm an insider with Warner brothers. And, um, I, uh, <laughs> uh, I have it on good authority that, uh, you know, they're actually, they're doing damage control. They're canceling the DC extended universe. Uh, Shazam. Shazam has been shot and is in post-production. So instead of, they're going to scrap that instead of spending so much money on post-production. <laughs> and then um (laughs) and then
1: yeah you're just gonna scrap a movie starring the rock
0: yeah and the most beautiful thing was uh there was this big long comment and everything and then the response was from the director of shazam and said oh wow no one told me i'd really like to sleep in can i sleep in tomorrow (laughs) it's like that's that's awesome awesome that's that's kind of epic um but, yeah, and i I want nothing more than to see this cinematic universe actually do well and not like have me excited to see a movie. Like I was right. not that excited to see Justice League. Um, I think that is why I was so pleasantly surprised with how much I genuinely enjoyed it,
1: like I agree. I genuinely enjoyed it. It's there there were some issues with it, and I know how divisive, uh, Batman V Superman is, but to mm. me, that's still the best movie in the DCEU. I love every time I watch it, rewatch that movie. I like it even more.
0: I still, I need to, I still need to revisit it. Cause I haven't, I haven't watched it since the theater. And you may
1: not, your opinion may not change, but yeah. I-, I felt like, uh, I love the darkness. So I, I kind of missed how dark the, I, I felt like justice league could have been darker. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I really enjoyed that with Batman V Superman. Uh, I just felt like th- there were no stakes, yeah. in Justice League.
0: Oh yeah, and then they had. I I felt kind of insulted a little bit because they had like the one like the one collateral damage family that like was in the right in and- the zone. It's like okay, okay, guys, do you really think like you can just get away with just showing one one like family in this area that isn't really that well like developed or anything i thought that was
1: really oddly done. yeah
0: i was like come on like uh i feel like i i don't know what was reshoots and what like joss whedon did and everything right. but i felt like maybe that was I, in my head this isn't accurate obviously but in my head i have where joss whedon's like oh, well, you know, we need to show some kind of stakes to this. We need to show, like, some kind of something in danger, like, you know, collateral damage and stuff. And then Zack Snyder's just like, what do you mean? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh what? Like, you see buildings and shit blow up? Like, is that not good enough? Um Yeah. So, and I just thought that was kind of insulting to the audience. Like, you can't just get away with it just insulting. showing one. I just
1: thought it was oddly done.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, I <laughs> um and I love the Flash and like I've of the comic books that I've read in my life, I've read more DC than Marvel. Yeah. And like like I've I've read quite a bit of the Flash and and uh Batman and and Nightwing and and really the whole Bat family. Um but the <laughs> the thing I came away from the movie with with the Flash was like see now you have a use for Zack Snyder doing slow motion every fucking scene. <laughs> like, that works for The Flash. I,
1: I thought the, the stuff they did with uh, The Flash's uh, power being used with the... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? The Speed Force. Speed Force, yeah. I thought it was great. I Me thought too. I was so well shot. I, mm. I th- Every time that they went into the, the Speed Force, I, I was excited because they did such a good job with that.
0: Oh, yeah. And they could have, like... I feel like that didn't, like, with that type of thing, like, the immediate thing is, oh, we should compare this to Quicksilver. Sure. And especially, like, Quicksilver in um, X-Men Days of Future Past. Like, that scene that everyone loved. But it's like, it didn't even, like, that, the the depiction of the Flash and the Speed Force and... and Justice League didn't invite those comparisons because they no. made it their own thing, right. and I, I enjoyed that. And just Ezra Miller's facial expressions during it. Just
1: oh, the, uh, we'll talk about the we'll talk one. About spoilers. The one. Yeah, the one was fan freaking tastic. Yeah, but
0: um, but yeah. So while we're in non spoilers, okay, this had slightly troubled production a little sure. bit, um, but even then, I don't think there is in this day and age with this backing for this amount of money go, that goes into creating this movie and this IP there's no excuse for having such shitty green screen effects like
1: yeah
0: it, th- was, it was bad
1: like at the the final fight scene stuff the
0: final fight scene and then really anytime time there was a tight shot on one or more characters in a, in a in a frame that had like a bat like it was a green screen backdrop and it was like it was so bad and off putting just yeah uh, like there's there's no excuse for that there's just none like the same thing happened in like independence day resurgence yeah Yeah, and like
1: man that was rough yeah
0: i'm just like this is it's 2017 like we we have the technology
1: (laughs) we can make it better yeah we can make it faster
0: yeah, and then Steppenwolf, like, good God, like, that literally looked like a cutscene from,
1: like, <sighs> a video game. Yeah, from w- a
0: video game from the previous generation, like a PS3 video game.
1: Yeah, that like, man, that was... <sighs> it was bad. Steppenwolf took me took me out a bit, mm-hmm. man. I, you know what though, I did enjoy the uh, the the exposition with steppenwolf that, that scene yeah that was cool i the green lantern corps mm. was introduced into the dceu uh i i did enjoy that part
0: yeah but like the way that that was shot had kind of a lord of the rings feel right that was, that was pretty cool
1: but steppenwolf fell into the same trap that mm. uh marvel's been fighting uh yep. his motivations are not very clear no. and he's he was just a bland character yep just yeah, very bland
0: and like. I really one, hope the
1: Dark Side is a lot, lot better. And that's the thing. Like, there was
0: having not, not really read much. Like, I, I haven't read like Justice League or anything, but so I don't know much about Dark Side or he, anything.
1: DC's Thanos, DC's Thanos, yeah. <laughs> right?
0: So, like, there was one reference to Dark Side in the movie yeah it's just a throwaway line it
1: was a throwaway line which i don't have a problem with that
0: which that's fine but coming off of batman v superman i kind of thought like okay well they're just gonna dive right into dark side and like i was thinking it could have been kind of cool if they would have actually like not jerked us around with with hinting and just go into their big bad like i thought that would have been a good way
1: don't think given what we saw with the end credit scene i don't think that's the route they're going to take
0: right oh yeah I, and I, right. I
1: am much more happy i'm much more satisfied with the direction i think that they're going into
0: okay we'll talk about that in yeah. spoilers but um that's true yeah that is a that is a good point because it it would be a little bit marvely
1: it would be um
0: yeah but at this point at this point, i have thoughts about where i want this to go let's yeah we can go into spoilers here in just a second where do you want to see it go without spoiling the movie too
1: i i want the justice league to have a movie where we don't go after a supernatural force i I think Mm. uh more of a where i want it to go i don't want it to spoil what the end credit scene is going to be sure so i let's just say i like the direction they're headed with the the league itself mm-hmm I want them to have more of a earthbound reality villain Okay. Uh, in the next. And then maybe if if the train's still moving, <laughs> go to Dark Side.
0: Okay. Sure. Um, at this point, even though I enjoyed the movie, for the most part, I don't know if I'll buy it, but I'll see it again if it hits like HBO Go. Yeah. Um, I, at this point, I'm just so frustrated with how how much they've, how much difficulty they've had with with doing this universe thing, and I think they are too because I think it stands to lose like fifty to a hundred thousand dollars because of just poor box office. Um,
1: fifty to a hundred thousand? Oh, a million, million. I was gonna say it's like hundred million. Yeah. <laughs> no, that I'm sure it'll make its money back with the foreign markets and DVDs. Sure, I guarantee Sure, it, but. That's not but, what they want, though. I mean, no, they want to be able to make it back not. in the box office.
0: But at this point, and this is just me not having, like, not having read much outside of this particular bubble that I'm about to reference. But at this point, I would just be ecstatic if they were just like, okay, you know, either, either a, we're just not going to do this whole DC universe thing anymore, or. Hey, we're going to, and, and instead of doing this, we'll do what I'm about to say. Um, we're just going to scrap that, start fresh, start a new Batman, Bat family universe, and just keep it contained to that cast of characters and stuff for mm. a while. Like, cause I think that that is constrained enough to where they're not going to have to deal with all of these big things that they're, that they clearly can't juggle that well. And it's, but there is enough there that they could have compelling characters and compelling situations and stuff for a long time. So I would either think that they could either do that instead of the DC universe or
1: do uh, like the, its own thing. It's probably too deep into the DC universe now to, oh, yeah. to no, abandon, at this point, because yeah. you have you already have uh, Batgirl Mm-hmm. Going in production, you got Nightwing going in production. Yeah. Suicide Squad two, even right. though the first one was terrible. God damn it! Um, yeah, so their their chips are on the table. They had to yeah. fall through with Gotham them, City so.
0: Sirens also yeah. is a thing. Apparently, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, in an alternate universe, I would <laughs> like to see like a Bat-Family shared universe instead of a whole DC thing.
1: I also think that, unfortunately, and I don't buy into the conspiracy theories things or anything like that, but I think that they're fighting an uphill battle now, too, and people just expect the DC movies to not be great. Yeah. And I think that hurts the box office, and Mm -hmm. I think some critics go in a little biased as well. Sure. And don't really give these movies a fair shake at first.
0: Right. Well, they've had the last five, six years, however long it's been. How long has it been since Man of Steel? That's been like... That was 2013. It's been 4 or 5 years. 4 or 5 years. Jesus. Um yeah, they've had the last 4 or 5 years um to create their own like expectations and yeah. stuff too. So it's like like I was relieved when I enjoyed this movie. It's not it's not a great movie. There are some very big problems with it. Yeah. But I at least enjoyed it. And the problem with me enjoying it is that I enjoyed it because it was it was more lighthearted than the other movies. And that well, felt that- like yeah. That felt like a Marvelization of their of their franchise, and which, I don't want that. I I, I, I want yeah. the
1: dark. I you know I, I enjoyed Man of Steel because it was dark. I enjoyed mm-hmm. Batman v Superman because it's a darker tone. I don't want another Marvel universe. I want a different universe. And I and I think yeah, I <laughs> I um th- and I I know I'm in the minority, but I think that I I still really enjoy Man of Steel. I love. Batman v Superman because of their tones, and I think uh, Justice League uh, does itself a detriment, in my opinion, by making it more Marvel. Mm-hmm. I thought Wonder Woman was still dark in tone mm-hmm. with some lightheartedness into it as well. Yeah. So I, 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 they're gonna do what they're gonna do to to make course, it as, as, as as successful as they can. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure I'm not. I can't be the only one that. Prefers a darker tone in this universe. I just can't be. I
0: and I agree. And and even though I don't like the entries that we've had so far with the dark tone, I think that the the DC canon invites a darker tone. It
1: certainly does. And, and it always has.
0: Yeah, and it and it bums me out because I did enjoy Justice League, but I enjoyed it because it reminded me of Marvel, and it's a, a uh, it was a departure from the established tone of the shared and, universe. And I think that's
1: what took away took away a little bit from the films for me was mm-hmm. that it, it went towards a little bit more marvel mm-hmm. so
0: also i couldn't i couldn't play any of the characters i was just like i saw the cutscenes with with <laughs> wolf and i just thought that i mean i had my controller and everything it was weird yeah, that was rough yeah god damn um yeah, so let's let's dive into spoilers for Justice League here. We'll play a clip from the trailer, and then, yeah, we'll, we will spoil it. So if you haven't watched it yet, g- go watch it, come back and listen, or skip ahead to the Potpourri section. Superman was a beacon to the world. He didn't just save
2: people. He made them see the best parts of themselves. All right. I now recognize this world.
1: We don't have
2: to recognize him. We just have to save that.
0: Spoilers on for Justice League. Okay, so let's let's start with the end. Let's start with the end credit scene. You said that you're excited about where it's where it's going to go. My thought is since the. Uh, the scene is uh, uh, Lex Luthor saying, "Like, well, we're going to have to have a league of our own. So, are they going to be playing baseball with a bunch of women? Yes, it's gonna. The-
1: they're they're finally gonna start a women's softball league. Mm-hmm. Women don't play baseball, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I mean, you, know, <laughs> you don't want them to get just, hurt.
0: <laughs> well." That's, that's the, uh, the conflict of the movie right there. That, that is yeah. the conflict,
1: you know? Yeah. Which, baseball or softball. Right. Uh, Jesus. No, um, I, I, like the idea of a, uh, a band together, mm-hmm. uh, villain team mm-hmm. to combat the Justice League to continue From, with, uh, Luther's hatred of mm-hmm. these godlike titans that, yeah. That's, sh- have more power or influence than he does. I I and I love it's that, that end credits anyway, I thought, was yeah, I thought with, it was great. With the death death stroke. Yeah. Deathstroke. Sl- Slade Wilson. Yes.
0: Uh yeah, and I, I love Joe Mar- whatever his name is. Uh that's playing him. <laughs> uh yeah, I thought that was cool.
1: Yeah, I th- I, I like that a lot. Um yeah. so I really hope that's the direction they take and they, they do the uh the villain team versus the uh The Justice League. I really hope that's how they go.
0: Yeah, I think that would be cool, too. Um, Like you said, I I really like the idea of just a more human-grounded villain thing. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think that would be cool. And then... Was there a mid-credits scene?
1: There was, yeah, oh, yes. it was The Race. Yeah, I thought that was, a, was so That great. was a great scene.
0: I thought that was awesome. Yeah. That was a nice... That was nice, because... Yeah,
1: you know. that, I thought that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Superman versus The Flash. Mm-hmm. That Which was I, great. I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be some comic book that has answered that question. I just don't know who...
0: Yeah, from what I understand, my friend that I saw with told me that it's been addressed in the comics that there was a whole thing. I don't know. Like, I guess... <laughs> Barry Allen is faster than or, uh, Superman is faster than Barry Allen, but Wally Wally West is, is
1: faster, than, faster than, Superman.
0: than Superman. Something like that. There was a whole thing. But Interesting. Yeah. Um but yeah, that that was great. And and yeah, the Flash, I Man, uh, yeah, Ezra he, was killed it. He, he was great. Yeah. He
1: was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe a little bit too much levity at times for my taste. Uh, again, it goes back to me enjoying the darker tone of it. But no, Mm -hmm. he, he he was, he was a scene stealer. He was a lot of fun to watch on screen. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, it makes me really excited to see a Flash movie.
0: Me too. Me too. And, uh, I don't know the status of the Flash movie now because I know that's lost like a couple of directors, hasn't it? Which is a shame. Um, it's yeah i'm very excited to see that and like anytime i see a dc movie like this i'm like okay well i need to really watch the dc like tv shows at least to get something that's good and i've watched like five episodes of um the flash and i mean it's fun oh yeah i just took that there um anyway um yeah, I, I'm very eager to see what, uh, what they do as far as, a as a movie is concerned. Okay, here it is. Um, it's expected in 2020. Oh, wait,
1: that's Flashpoint. I don't know. It's all confusing. That it, Flashpoint's the Flash movie.
0: Right, right.
1: So, 2020? Yeah. No, I
0: didn't know that they had announced it as Flashpoint. I yeah. didn't know that it was. Uh, the super fast hero, the flash travels into a timeline where earth is a mess. So the timeline of the movies, (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, it's just, man, I wish that they would just be able to, uh, course correct and and get this into a better place. But
1: well, I, I'm, I'm hopeful for the Aquaman movie as well, because I I did Jason Moe was great. Mm -hmm. I I love the, uh, the kind of the brutish, uh, loner, uh, status they have for Aquaman here. And yeah. I thought the scenes that they, the, the fight scene within Atlantis underwater, I thought that it was great.
0: Very interesting. Yes. Yeah, so it has I, me very interested in so seeing so the movie. To see a
1: whole movie mm. where it'd be based upon a lot of scenes like that. I very, very mm. much want to see that.
0: Yeah. And I think James Wan directed aquaman yeah
1: that sounds right and you know aquaman is yep. another one of those characters i'm not all that familiar with but i i'm really intrigued by the, at least the movie portrayal so
0: yeah me too and jason momo was was a lot of fun oh there. yeah he's great the lasso of truth scene with him
1: oh that was good that was great that was good. i thought
0: that was that was yeah, fantastic was that was like prime joss whedon
1: yeah thing. yeah um you almost have to expect that was his scene yeah
0: absolutely um so was, <laughs> to go back to uh Lex Luthor in the the end credit scene um when they showed him or they showed the guy pertaining or uh, pretending to be, Lex. to be him yeah in the cell in uh in uh wow arkham uh all i thought was uh, all i thought was like if he has a fucking jolly rancher i swear <laughs> <to
1: God>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah but also to go back to uh the flash i did appreciate as obviously a Stephen king fan towerjunkiespod.com i really appreciated the pet cemetery references oh
1: yeah i forgot about that yeah that's good yeah
0: which how did you feel about the resurrection of superman
1: i was a fan especially I, i i love the scene where he's back and they just they have to try to control him yeah i I didn't want him to come back and just be boom, superman. Okay. Let's go right. fight. I, I love the fact that they, you know, he is, I'm sure should ever happen coming back from the dead is a rather jarring experience. Sure. Sure. So I, I like the idea of him being first angry that he's back, angry at Bruce for doing mm. what he did. And uh, I, I, I thought the fight scene there was was so well done, mm-hmm. especially the part with the flash.
0: Yeah, when that the, was great. Oh yeah, the look on his face alone was so awesome. Right. Um, God, Ezra Miller was great. Um, a couple things about that. So, what I really uh, like, it's not, it's not stated in the movie. It's not it in my head while that scene was going on since. Like, it's Wonder Woman, Aquaman, The Flash fighting Superman or containing him. Then, like, the whole time I'm thinking, like, yeah, well, Batman's not here yet. And I'm like, he's the only one that doesn't have superpowers. (laughs) Like, I just imagine him, like, finally coming to the scene, like, just panting, like, sorry, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. guys. I just, I was on. I just got to, you know, had to take the bus. But, um, uh yeah. And when they had their kind of stare down and before they brought in Lois Lane, I thought – Honestly for a second I a part of me thought like sure the jolly rancher thing that that was a joke I made but like in my head I was like don't fucking say anything about Martha Please don't say anything about Martha. <laughs> and, like, I said it to myself in somewhat of a joking manner, but the part of me was like, they're going to fucking say something about Martha to bring him back to reality. Like, they're going to double down on that. I don't. I, I had... I, I, a very small part of me thought that it was a possibility. I, I didn't
1: expect it to be... I, I like how it turned out, how me too. Lois being the big guns. That was good. Uh, right. I, I, you know, being Batman, I kind of expected him to come out with some, like, fucking kryptonite bomb right. or something like that. But, no, I, I like how that, that played cool. out.
0: yeah the and then the next thing was uh was superman takes Lois to to his uh his mom's farm farm and everything and then like there's one scene where they're standing there and he's like he's coming back like he's 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 back to being Clark and everything or back to normal to an extent and then like she's saying like oh you remembered this place and he's like yeah and all that and then like all I'm thinking is like don't turn around Don't turn around and see the scene see the sign that says foreclosure because you're gonna go crazy. (laughs) And and then again, like, don't turn around, dude. Um And then also the dialogue in that scene was a little weird to me because I felt like it was weird that Lois was like, you smell nice. It's like, you've been dead for like a couple of... Well, that's like, why far, it's so surprising
1: that he smells nice. He was just sure. re- resurrected in the resurrection tomb, so he's he's not going to smell like decomposing body.
0: Sure, sure, but it's like, it's just... I, I, I don't know, know. I, I liked
1: weird. it. I was like, "Well, did I not before? I, I, <laughs> I'm sure the conversation between a now-alive, recently-dead mm-hmm. person... It's gonna be awkward.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. So
1: I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I liked it. I thought yeah. It
0: was- yeah. Uh, what did you think of the of the sh- like the speed force and using the speed force to resurrect him and hit the mother? Oh, I thought thing. It was neat. I thought it was really yeah, cool. Uh, me too.
1: That scene was I was really well done. So.
0: That was the moment where I was like, okay, the Flash slow motion Zack Snyder that yeah. works. Um, I loved the idea that he had to hit it at the exact right. moment that it hit the water. I was like, that's that's pretty cool. Um, and given Barry Allen's like kind of nervous energy and, and unsure of himself kind of thing, like that made it a little more tense. Obviously it was gonna work obviously, right. but it, like I was like I was in that I was in it in that moment. That's I not how that.
1: I expected them to bring Sir back. I expected because mm-hmm. you know at the end of Batman v. soup they really kind of showed sure the, the yes. kind of rise a little bit from the I, I kind of expected him to just appear. Yeah, I guess. So I I kind of prefer it this way then to him just like appearing
0: i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of either way cuz him appearing that would have been kind of i i would have had problems with that i'm sure but this way i do have some slight issues with it just because it's the same thing that the same type of thing that was problematic um with age of ultron it's like okay we have a situation where uh something happens that uh, something is done that causes great destruction and everything. So the heroes are going to do the exact same thing in the hopes of doing something good. Like age of Ultron had them creating uh, Ultron and then in creating uh vision. And then now it's like, they even say in the movie, like, uh, you know, Lex Luthor did this and he created doomsday. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know. Fuck all about any of this. And Bruce is all like, but we need to do it. Um, and I get it. Cause like you said, ends justify the means that makes sense for that character. But it's also like, I was just like, okay, guys, <laughs> I know it's going to bring back Superman, but you guys are playing with fire. It's, it's a little silly. Um,
1: well, know that will Let Steppenwolf destroy everything.
0: And if they had, and that's true. And if they, and if Steppenwolf was a more compelling villain and maybe the, uh, the stakes, like the stakes were high enough, but it, as, if the stakes were even higher with the, with him, I would buy into that a lot more. But as it stands, Steppenwolf was like
1: no, it, he just he, wasn't compelling. He was the downfall, like he was the detriment of that movie. Like I said, yeah. that he was what kept that from being a great movie, and that's mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Like he was a very unfortunate bad guy. Yeah, bland, just what why what, right. what like what what's your what's your point man Ugh. i just unfortunately it drug it you know i drug the movie down just yeah were form for the group dynamic and mm. the, the the actual good guy characters that just it, that would have been a bomb movie for me yeah oh absolutely but the justice league saved the movie mm-hmm. not just the world but the movie right
0: <laughs> And then in my head, I kept saying like, "What are we? Some kind of Justice League?"
1: I'm uh, so glad they didn't say Justice League. I, <laughs> Me too. I, that would have just like, there's no good way to say it. It's like we're a Justice League. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop it. <laughs>
0: um, I did, I did like the kind of hints at it, like, um, uh, like like Lex Luther saying like a League of Our Own. Yes, that. And that then yeah, and then Superman when he comes to kind of save the day, um. He says, oh, I can't remember what Steppenwolf says, but he says something like, um, "You stand, you guys stand for truth, and it's, or you stand for something, and it's uh, like hope or something, and it's, uh, um, and it's silly or something, or like yeah. you guys are downfall, and then Superman comes up, and he's like, I stand for." truth and, and justice. justice and i'm like that was cool that was very cool.
1: I, I did enjoy like the end the end fight scene i thought was was good despite mm-hmm. steppenwolf just being a shit bad guy there was a lot of fun for me to be had with the end mm-hmm. fight scene like I, I love the the stuff with aquaman uh being thrown around by uh cyborg yeah um i i liked uh, Superman's battle with Sepul because I thought you know, for once and I've never been a Superman fan, but I, mm-hmm. I just really felt I, him kind of like come off as so badass at that point, yeah, he's like, I'm back, you're fucking dead man. right' I, it was like this is this is not your time. I'm Superman and I'm back.
0: yeah, that so, was a very cool, very cool way to use Superman. Yeah. I had some issues with it because, like, there's like it's within within seconds of each other. It's like, okay, well, um, we need Cyborg is is splitting the splitting the DC the cosmic mother, cubes, the, the mother things, mother boxes, mother boxes. Um, and so we need we need you to, hey, Superman, you're here. Um, you can kick Steppenwolf's ass. We need you to take him down. And then he's like, okay. And then he's like, oh wait, no, we gotta save civilians and stuff. And just like just like that, it's like. You just were just told like the fate of everything hangs in Cyborg splitting the boxes. Like maybe kick Steppenwolf's ass a little bit and let Flash you know do his thing. So
1: what you're saying is allow collateral damage when surely well, Superman could help out in that. When obviously we just have that one
0: family that's in the that house. <laughs> right. then I think that it's. I think Flash can handle that. <laughs> I did like that. Like that. Uh, that flash was, was doing his thing. And then he sees Superman so with that the building. With the big building. I thought that was, that was good.
1: Yeah. Um, it was very Marvel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, yeah. Damn. That is true. Like all the stuff I like about this movie or <laughs> stuff that makes me think of Marvel. I'm
1: like, a, you know what? I, I almost would have liked a little bit more if the justice league movie would have been the Superman story of him coming back and not being quite Superman. Okay. And that lead you know, the the resolutions made at the end of that movie mm-hmm. and then it leads into, you know, a bigger DCEU uh mm-hmm. bad guy. Now it, that'd be hard to do right after Batman be Superman V Superman right. because you're having, you know, another you know, Good guy versus good guy thing. So. Yeah, that's but, true. But I, I kind of would have liked the dark Superman storyline, Right. Which I thought would have been neat.
0: But. Yeah, and I mean they could have pulled that off too, because it wouldn't. It was. It wouldn't have been like two superheroes right. battling. It'd be like a dark version of.
1: You know, I think that would have been a lot more compelling than yeah. uh, faceless bad guy number one. Right. So
0: that he was so boring that they didn't finish. <laughs> doing the CGI him. rendering him, yeah. <laughs> like, so I was like, "All right, I can't stand this the, anymore." The <laughs>
1: animator's are just like, yeah. "Jesus Christ, okay, a horn here, I yeah. don't know. Oh God, um give him a hammer, I guess. Yeah.
0: So Superman in the mustache thing—have you been reading about this? Yeah, just, I, I.
1: Well, the, during the reshoots, they had to go and you know digitally erase his mustache because. He was making another movie where the contract says I oh. I the, can't get rid of the mustache.
0: Ah okay. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Well, it will, did look because like
1: I didn't I didn't notice anything.
0: I only noticed it in the first in that first scene, the <laughs> which okay, I loved this. The opening scene where you see Superman outside of the burning building and the kids come up yeah. and say, Can we interview you for our yeah, podcast? That, that was, yeah. I was like, That's great. I I, I liked that. But his face in that looked like i was like what the what is going like i honestly thought like i honestly thought that the weirdness of his face was because um i thought that the movie was making a point that when he's superman he distorts his face a little bit oh, so that people I, can't tell him from clock, clock no down. i didn't even notice but no it it was just it turned out to be that i had thought i had thought that for some reason I thought that Zack Snyder had him wear a mustache <laughs> and Joshua was like, no, it's already <laughs> racist. That's what I thought. So that makes a lot more sense. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. Um, anything else we can talk about with this movie? Um, no, I think we pretty well covered. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think wins flash or Superman?
1: Superman does. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure. and not because it's canon. Mm-hmm. So you you've read The Dark Knight Returns, right? I lent you that. Uh, Dark and Knight Returns is it's it the, the th- that's what uh Dark Knight Rises is kind of based off of older Batman. Uh, I, has retired, comes out of retirement.
0: Don't think you loaned me the Killing Joke.
1: Okay, they're not well. There's a, uh, it's the Dark Knight trilogy in the comics is the mm-hmm. Dark Knight, uh, not the Dark Knight Rises, um, the Dark Knight Returns, Dark, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and Dark Knight 3, which Dark Knight 3 just came out, okay. or just fit, didn't just come out. It, it just wrapped up earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically the premise in Dark Knight 3 is there's a group of Kryptonians that are trying to take over Earth, mm-hmm. uh, and Kal El has uh, been put out of commission because he feels like it's it's no longer his job to take to show Earthlings how to uh, how to live. Okay. Well, he he eventually comes comes out of it and uh, joins the fight again. And at, at the very end of the uh, of the storyline, Batman's worried that uh, Superman's not going to be powerful enough. And then there's this- re- it's Frank Miller's the one that that pinned this, and mm-hmm. it's it's really cool the way it's done for me, at least it was for me where Superman just jumps up and just fucking schools this guy, and <laughs> you see you see a look on uh, Batman's face, and the inner dialogue is him going you son of a bitch all these years you've been holding back this entire time (laughs) so pretty much saying is like all this time like superman's never really shown his true strength Mm -hmm. but you know now that the stakes are that high he's he's going all out so in my mind it's it's kind of my my theory is you know it's superman's got it
0: okay yeah that makes sense yeah i'll agree with you there okay yeah um but does he let barry win Maybe he does. Yeah. Maybe you give old Barry a win. So Mm -hmm. uh yeah. All right. Well I think that does it for our review. Yeah. Um Yeah, I've got nothing to say (laughs) anymore about that. I don't yeah, yeah. That's that's a review of Justice League. Are you excited for
1: I will say this. I did enjoy the scene back, uh, and I can never pronounce the name of it, but uh, the Amazonian Island. Oh, yeah. I, I liked seeing back, going back to that civilization kind of me seeing too. the shit there. So.
0: Yeah, because it reminded me of a good movie. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> so it had that going for it. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, and also uh, another thing, another feather in the cap of the Flash is that uh, I liked the first kind of Justice League rescue scene where they they're uh i don't even remember what it was they're in that warehouse or whatever right yeah um i liked that i liked the scene with with batman telling him like just save one just save one and you'll know i was like that's 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 great that is awesome um ben affleck yep yeah So, all right. Well, that'll do it for this review of Justice League, and we're gonna go into a probably quick potpourri yeah, section. Quick, quick. Yeah. Uh, and so, if you're this is your first time listening, potpourri is a section of the podcast where we kind of wind things down and talk about something that we've watched lately, or are looking forward to, or what have you. So, Fecus, do you how much do you have? Do you Just
1: a small little tidbit. To-
0: okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead.
1: So they just released the first teaser trailer for Incredibles 2. Yes. And man, am I excited for this. Me like too. I I've been waiting since <sighs> what? Like 2004? 2004? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So long and it's just it brings Brings you right back to it. It really with does Jack, with Jack Jack. So uh, I, and
0: Craig T. Nelson's voice acting. Oh, he's is perfect. So he is perfect, perfect
1: for for uh, Mister Incredible. Robert
0: Parr. Yeah. I
1: I cannot say how much I am looking forward to this movie. It's gonna. It's just gonna be great.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting because I like I love Pixar and I love the Incredibles and like I mean. I've never been like that really and this is more just me and Pixar in general is I've never been like one to be like oh I can't wait for the sequel to this Pixar movie because like you know Cars 2 is a huge misfire Well my my
1: um, uh, my joke's have been is like we we've had to suffer through three Cars movies before I got in right? an airplanes before I got my sequel to Incredibles True. but the the Incredibles story it invites, invites a, sequel. a sequel Yeah. so oh, yeah. it it's been far too long. We needed this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so seeing the
0: teaser, I'm just like, I'm back in it. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Yep. I'm very pumped for Can't it. Can't wait. Um, yeah, yeah. I just hope that, you know, no one gropes me or anything when I see <laughs> yeah, right. it. Cause, oh, well, it depends on who you go see it with, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so, okay. And then, yeah, so I'm excited anymore about Incredibles 2.
1: The memes on the internet have been pretty funny.
0: I haven't seen really any
1: of them. Well, the, you know, there's I guess there's bigs like, well, it's been you know some odd years. How come Jack Jack's still a baby? And you know, comes like if Stewie Griffin could be a baby for seventeen years, <laughs> little Jack Jack can be a baby still too. Shut your nice. mouth. So the, the internet's nice. been pretty funny about the whole uh, the whole thing. So that's
0: good. Nice, um, great. Well, I have. Probably one thing, yeah, one thing for Potpourri, Um, on Hulu. So I recently splurged and I did a uh, I went I went no commercials on Hulu.
1: Big spender.
0: Yes, and it is so worth
1: it. (laughs) Like I've always been like a big. How much is it with commercials? Like eight bucks. With
0: commercials is eight dollars, I believe, and then without commercials, it's twelve. Um, so it's a pretty big jump.
1: That's a pretty big jump.
0: Yeah, and I've always been, like, anytime someone's like, oh, I don't have Hulu because I don't want to watch commercials, I'm like, well, you know, you're just spoiled by Netflix. Like, right. you know, commercials were, like, that's the only way we you to watch We've been watching stuff. commercials for, yeah.
1: you know, 70 years of tel- television. Exactly.
0: So it never bothered me. And then... Like the second that I switched to the reason that I switched to no commercials was because I had gotten uh uh kind of uh started watching the last couple seasons of of South Park. And the way that the ads on Hulu go with South Park is it will play one ad, and then we'll play the opening theme music, and then play another ad, oh, and then start the episode. I'm like to be quite honest, I watch it like I have playing in the background in between phone calls at work because yeah. I work from home. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to have to go through an hour of work and have only gotten to the beginning of an episode. Yeah. So like it just didn't make sense for me to have ads on. So I took the ads off and it's 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 changed your life. It has forever. changed my life. And I'm watching more Hulu stuff because of it. Um. And so they they have a documentary called it's a I believe it's a Hulu original documentary um, called Too Funny to Fail. Have you heard about this? No. Okay, so it is the story of the Dana Carvey show, which in the '90s he when he left SNL was big, huge, publicized thing, and his next project was he was going to create a primetime sketch show um, on ABC, and the the people that he got like he like the people who worked on it were yeah him. i
2: know
1: yeah. The, yeah i know the story behind the story yeah 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 the story behind the show right so he has all of these people <laughs>
0: and it failed horribly and so it only aired like eight episodes yeah. i think so the documentary is all about that all about what in what went into making it and it has like obviously some of the funniest people on the planet talking about it and it's just it was such a blast it was it was so interesting because it's so they're so far removed from it that they they're talking candidly. Oh, or, sure, yeah. Yeah, and they're talking like how how they how they just completely mis- misfired a lot of things. Like one of the big parts is that like the opening thing uh, the opening sketch of the entire show, Prime Time, their lead-in was home improvement. Um, primetime Network TV. Their opening sketch for the very first episode was Dana Carvey as Bill Clinton. Uh, breastfeeding babies and animals, with with full like rubber nipples, milk actually coming out of them. <laughs>
1: That's so weird.
0: It's so weird, and like they're talking about it, like how the how did we do, like why did we do that, like they wanted to be, they wanted to show that it would be different, and like oh yeah, they, showed they that, I guess. yeah, and like they had. Like ABC's part, like they had one of the uh, executives from ABC on in in the documentary, and like ABC wanted like Church Lady in all of his SNL right. things, and then they have this, and then they had a bit where, and I'll, I'll this is the yeah oh, this was great. So they part of it when it aired was that they had weekly sponsors. So, like, they had, like, Mountain Dew and Taco Bell sponsors. So then they would promote it as, like, the Taco Bell Dana Carvey show as a throw, as a kind of funny throwback to, like, other, like, variety shows in the past. And, uh, (laughs) so there's a moment where they didn't realize, like, uh, one of the, uh, I think it was, uh, Robert Smeagle said that he, uh, he just assumed, like, he'd never seen Home Improvement, but he knew Tim Allen from his stand-up and everything. He just assumed, like, oh, yeah, Tim Allen's this guy, guy. He's kind of a rough guy. He's, uh, that's got to be kind of an edgy show. And they showed in its entirety a promo from ABC, which one of the downfalls of it is that Disney had bought ABC, um, like, right before it aired. So right before it premiered. So there's a bit or there's a part where they show one of the mid middle of the season episodes. It shows the uh, preview for home improvement and it's like, it's like, this week on a very special home improvement, it's every parent's worst nightmare: losing a child. And then it shows Jonathan Taylor Thomas like, "I don't want to die, Dad." And he's like, "No, we're gonna fight this. You're gonna be okay." And uh, and it's just like on a very special, a very special home improvement, followed by the Diet Mountain Dew Dana Carvey show or Diet Mug Root Beer Dana Carvey show. And it is. It's fucking hysterical. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's a really good documentary. I highly recommend checking it out. It's on Hulu. Um, yeah, and I like that I uh, started this by talking about how it's, oh, yeah, no ads. It's, it's a movie, so it doesn't have any ads. But it's on Hulu, too funny to fail, very good. It has a lot of very talented people talking about it. Yep.
1: Maybe I'll put it on Netflix one day and I'll watch it.
0: <laughs> that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I could also give you my Hulu password if you want. No, but- no, that's cheating. I'm paying, I'm paying the $12. Like, people can get their use out of it. I'll
1: give you a dollar.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. And anyone listening, you can get it. It's a, it's, uh, obsessive. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say Anyway, like no, there's no way. Um, yeah, so that, that'll that do it for this episode of The Obsessive Viewer. Uh, sometime soon we're going to do that episode about the sexual harassment allegations and everything. And then also, as you heard at the top of this episode, we are currently running a promotion for uh, a free t-shirt. Uh, basically if you, uh, rate and review us on iTunes, send a screenshot of the review to Matt at ObsessiveViewer.com. by December 31st, you will be entered into a drawing for a free shirt, um, uh, that I will pick from the entries on January 1st and yeah, uh, having said all that, I think that'll do it. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.
2: Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our TeePublic store. You can also buy other great TeePublic designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loud Light from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes. And like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loud like music. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessive dot com or by tweeting us at obsessive at obsessive tiny and at I am Mike White. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash the obsessive viewer where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.